Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of... Oh. <laughs> What happened there? You okay there? Well, episode, what did happen there? Episode. It's Friends with Friends the musical. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I am Pete and here's Dave. So, ahoy hoy. Talking of that. Ahoy hoy sentence. is the opening number. Uh, ahoy hoy, yeah, yeah. Ahoy hoy, ahoy hoy. We're all saying ahoy hoy. That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. More like uh, La Bamba. Um, but there is currently, Peter, talking of Friends musicals. We've talked about this before, haven't we, on the podcast? The, the musical. Friends parody. I think it's called Friends the Musical Parody. That's what it's called. Yeah. Were, were we? Didn't we consider going to see it, but then it ended yeah, up being to, like was, in Guildford or something? Yes, exactly. I still want to go and see it, but it's currently on at the moment. So do. Where? And a few people have been uh, messaging us saying it's great. Um, and I happen to know Pete, and this is a top secret. One of the cast members listens to Friends with Friends. Oh, my goodness. Huge news. It's a good job we didn't slag it off, isn't it? Well, well, exactly. But we Not that we have anyway. cause to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we've had a few messages on the old socials, haven't we, of people saying they've been and it's great. That's, that's someone, in fact, messaged us this week. Is the person who messaged saying that it's great the person who's in it? No, 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 absolutely not. No, somebody right. messaged saying, I just accidentally went to see it. Like, I didn't realise it was on and was out and spontaneously went. And it's as if Friends with Friends finally wrote their own musical. So it seems oh. like it should be sort of up our alley, you know? Yeah. Um, it's on everywhere, mate. It's on so everywhere. It's dates and venues. There's bloody loads of them. I think it goes... Are you getting paid for this? No, 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 no. But I should be, actually, shouldn't I? Should we come back? Shall I try and negotiate a deal? And then we yeah. can actually properly and advertise then, then we'll talk week. it up, yeah. I just feel like, in the spirit of supporting friends-based... Absolutely, uh, yeah. ...art... Is that what this the... is? Is this art? This is art. No, no, no. What we're doing isn't art. Absolutely not. But honestly, like, here's here are the upcoming dates by the time this podcast goes out. Burn, uh, Burnley on Friday. Oh, yeah. I know we, we've missed Burnley. Sorry, oh. lads. Sorry, if you're in Burnley, you've, you've absolutely rubbed it. Uh, Warrington, Swansea, Newport, Birmingham, High Wycombe, Oxford, Lower Stoughton, St. Albans, Stafford, Milton Keynes, Kettering, Ipswich, Kingsley. And it goes on for ages and ages. It's going everywhere, basically. And I'll tell you what, just reading those out in, in that order, they, that's the order they're playing them in. I'm not sure the person planning that tour had a map. Yes. Very sort of scattergun approach. <laughs> That's quite something, isn't it? Where does it end? It ends... Well, they get to Ireland then. Oh. But the the English 
leg appears to end. Well, English, English and Welsh leg seems to end in Bedford Corn Exchange on Thursday, the 14th of April. Bedford, I could go to Bedford, actually. I was in Bedford a couple of weeks ago. Were you? Yeah. you got friends in Bedford? I have, yeah. Why do we get to Bedford, then? You can stay with your friends. Yeah, maybe. Because there's a train from here to Bedford. Wow. Pencil it in, Pete. There we go. Pencil it in. Although, then they come back in May to Northampton, Croydon. That's quite near me. I mean, say quite near me. It's, it's London, isn't it? Woking. Mm, older shot. Anyway, like uh, the risk of just reading out place names for the rest of the podcast episode. Should we? Should we podcast. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I did say podcast, <laughs> didn't I? For the rest of the podcast. For the rest of the podcast, rather than riding out dots, let's talk about friends. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, basically, we've had a lot of fourth listeners say that it's great. So go and see it if you can. Just Google it. Friends, the musical parody. Anyway, we're going to go and see it when we can sort out our diaries. Request this week. Yes, who's it from? It's from Pete Florence. Uh, Florence. You don't meet a lot of Florence. Off of the machine. Well, I, let's let's assume until we learn otherwise that it is Florence Welch off of the machine, right? Yeah. Hey, gang. Oh, I don't think Florence from Florence the Machine would use gang. No. Long-time listener, first-time requester. I love the podcast, but I can't believe you guys haven't done the one with the birth yet. It's one of my all-time favourites because Susan is the best friend's character. Oh, Brackets, as a lesbian, I might be a bit biased. Close brackets. <laughs> the Lesbian Alliance. The, lesbian, the Friends of Lesbian Alliance are in. Um, Susan is great, by the way, to be fair. Totally in the top five for me. And Ross is at his best early on in the show, when he's not absolutely insane, just being a bit of a dick sometimes. It's also peak Phoebe, being Phoebe. And I love Joey's little side plot. Rachel and Monica's Chandler's plots are a little weak, but it's an iconic episode, especially for being so early on. Cheers, Floss. Oh, we should have, we should always read the name they sign off with rather than the name on the Oh, account. we've been too formal. We've too formal, Florence. And it's not Floss on the machine, is it? That would have given us the clue. No. Um, so there you go. Um, also, I just wanted to say I love the podcast. I listened to it on and off before lockdown, but now it's my go-to for cycling to and from work. Cycling? Well, please be safe, Floss. We don't yeah. want our... Let's hope you well, can hear passing vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Please tell us you've got a safe setup because we wouldn't want to distract you with our inane nonsense um, to the point of unsafe cycling. What a way to go. What a way to go. What were you doing? What, what happened? Uh, you know, hit by a bus, laughing at a man saying podcast. Yeah. That implies that that was funny. Well, I, do you know what? I, I nearly said it a minute ago. I, was like, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to distract you with the hilarity of the podcast, and I thought that was too yeah. presumptuous, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I just said, with our inane nonsense, which seems more apt. Uh, would you like a synopsis, Peter? Yeah, go for it. Season one, episode... Now, here's... This is actually interesting. Season one, episode 23, the one with the birth. And I'll tell you why that's interesting. In just one minute. Carol's in the hospital about to give birth, prompting Monica to think about having a baby. I wouldn't say that's a major plot, but it's sure. Okay, Wikipedia. While Carol is in labour, Ross and Susan bicker over who gets to assist her more about and about what to name the baby. Phoebe drags them into a small room, <laughs> supply closet, to settle their differences, but they get locked in. Rachel, meanwhile, flirts with an OBGYN who suffers burnout from seeing female anatomy every day. And Joey assists a single expectant mother in labour. Ross and Susan settle their differences, propose naming the new baby boy Ben, derived from a janitor's uniform, 
Carol likes the name. It's weird. That doesn't seem like it's been written by the person that normally writes these synopses. It sounds like it's been written by a child. Um, then Carol liked the name. Yes, and then- exactly. Carol liked their name, and then they all lived happily ever after. 456672, production code. Nice. Directed by James Burroughs, who directed a lot of the uh, early Friends eps, especially in season one, and that becomes important, uh, going back to my point about episode 23, because this P was originally supposed to be episode 24. This was supposed to be the season finale. Uh, But James Burroughs, who directed a lot of early Friends, said, and I'm paraphrasing here, people don't give a shit about babies, mate. Make it the Ross and Rachel ending for the season finale. So they switched yeah, around. Yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the exact words, but I think he basically was like, it's just a baby being born, isn't it? Like, this show is aimed at mid-twenties people who probably care more about the romance, you know, will they, won't they plot line. Yeah, I think that's that's, that's think accurate. A very astute call from Jimmy Burrows there. Um, well, I, I'd how do, you, how do you want to split this? I think it's basically just Joey and then the rest, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Is, 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 should, we, should we polish off Joey first? Because there's not much happens really there. He, he makes friends with a pregnant woman. Um, Leia Rimini. Should I know who that is? Well, she's, yeah, she's, she's a, a, a well, I've, <laughs> there's a, there's a, all I can think of when I think of Leia Rimini now is Billy Eichner, you know, Billy Eichner off of oh, Billy yeah, on yeah. the Street. One of his, th- one of his episodes ages ago was him just running around New York screaming at people's faces. Who seems like a terrible person? <laughs> and the and the answer was Leia Remini. <laughs> and I, that's all I can think of now when I hear her name. Uh, yeah, she's she's been in. I mean, let's get her um, Wikipedia up, shall we? But she's been in quite a lot of things, and she also is quite famous for being a escaped Scientologist. Oh, okay. She was a, she was a big old Scientologist, and she busted out, and now does a podcast about it, and did a book about it, and all that sort of stuff fascinating um, story, you know? Because, let's face it, Scientology is mad. Although, yeah. if they want to sponsor Friends with Friends, not against it. they got bare money. Ooh, do we want that cash? Depends how much cash. Yeah. Tom, okay. if you're listening, let us know what it's worth. And she also auditioned to play Monica. Did she? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. And lost out to old, uh, old Courtney. So there you go. All the links... You know this um, scene where they where Joey and, and her first meet. Yeah, some very comfortable waiting room sofas. I thought like they for a hospital in this country, you'd be lucky if you got a plastic chair. Right, and they seem to be chilling out in DFS. DFS is a sofa shop reference. <laughs> I've um, yeah, I've spent a bit of time in some hospital waiting rooms recently. All fine, but. Um, they are not comfortable places in any ways. It's strip lighting, it's plastic chairs, and it's like packed quite often, you know? Like and busy. has looked the same for at least three decades. These hospital waiting rooms in this episode feel like a bloody university common room, don't they? Yeah. Like really nice, relaxing vibes, plush, having a nice time. Hey, do you know what the counter to that though is, Pete? What's that? The bill you get at the end of it. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't true. pay for our hospitals here. We don't pay for medical stuff. So actually, is it worth? Would you rather have a more comfortable waiting mm. room and then have to pay? I mean, this is genuinely. How much does it cost to give birth in the USA? Because the number is astonishing. The average cost of having a vaginal delivery is between five thousand and eleven thousand dollars in most states. Suddenly, the plastic chair sounds like a good option. Yeah, for C-sections, $7,500 to $14,500. That is wild. 
You spend all that money and then you get a really boring child like Ben. <laughs> that is something I did note down. The elephant in the room about this whole episode is that officially, based on our last live show, where we did the Friends with Friends Awards. Yes, worst character. Worst character in all of Friends is is birthed, in, literally birthed in this episode. Yeah. And whilst a cute, adorable baby he may be, he grows into... Very hairy baby. He does have a lot of hair, Although I he? also yeah. had a lot of hair when I was born. Did you? Yeah, like a little monkey. I'm not sure I know if I had lots of hair. That's not the sort of thing I know about myself. All right, well, ask. I have to find some pictures. Imagine if you came out with the hair that you have now. What, my long, luscious yeah. ginger locks <laughs> and beard? <laughs> yeah, really like a bearded baby. Yeah, a bearded baby. Come and like marvel a- at the <laughs> incredible bearded baby. Um, so, yeah, they comfortable waiting room. They bond over basketball, don't they? Um, and to be quite frank, all that happens is they have a bit of a, like, it feels like it's going to be a romantic interest and then it becomes clear it really isn't. It's quite matey, isn't it? just quite a nice matey relationship they have joey being a good guy again joey being a good guy they bicker a lot but he's there for her he helps her have a baby basically um and that's kind of the gist of that plot line isn't it the father then comes back at the end after joey's spoken to her mum what's her name again I know it's a little bit of, like, exposition because we don't hear her mum on the phone, do we? Right. But I love the suggestion that she's hung up the moment that Joey says he's an actor. (laughs) And his delivery of, hello, is really good in that. Yeah, it's a really nice phone call, actually, because he sort of tentatively answers all her questions and then the only one he's actually confident in answering, like, like he thinks it's a good answer is, I'm an actor, and then hello. Um, So clearly... Her mum doesn't approve, even though it appears her actual, the actual father of the baby is absent. absolute, yeah. abs- absent and an absolute shambles of a man by, by what we learn from her, you know? But he does turn up at the end and we're led to believe all's well that ends well with them. Do we think they stay together? Perhaps. No. I don't like, um, I don't like the look of the face on the balloon that Joey brings in. The you know, the giant, one that he walks off the Sort of the giant milk bottle balloon, yeah. is it? It's quite creepy. I just, I'm astonished that anyone thought that was a thing that you'd want. It looks like, it's, it, yeah, uh, it, it, it's a very, I'd say the last thing, I mean, I'm not here to talk on behalf of women who just given birth, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. but I imagine once you've had a baby and you are shattered, Probably really couldn't give a fuck about a balloon, could you? No, but he's also bought her another balloon as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a balloon that he's hanging up, the helium But balloon. isn't the other one for Carol? Uh, oh, is it? That's what he's done, is it? I he's think that's why two. he takes that one off. That makes a lot more sense. I did wonder why he'd bought two balloons. So, yeah, he's bought Carol a giant milk bottle baby balloon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and also, buying a balloon in the hospital... Like, you're, gonna, you're leaving pretty soon, aren't you? Unless you want to pay another $30,000 or something. Mm. Like... You don't want to be packing that into a cab, a big helium milk bottle balloon, do you? No. But more than anything, it's just creepy and weird. It's not. It's not a cute present. No, agreed. Get a little be- little teddy bear or something for Ben. Doesn't deserve it. Giant weird balloon. No, he doesn't deserve it. You're quite right. But there you go. So, um, <laughs> and there's a nice little poignant moment, isn't it, at the end when she's talking to the father and he says the Knicks suck and she goes, yeah, they're not so bad. Yeah, it's cute. It's, it's, it's cute. It's nice. Nice little tie up. Shout out to Estelle as well, obviously. Yes, Estelle is a medical professional. Medical professional and happens to take care of both of these patients. Yeah, busy um, shift. 
her first appearance in Friends pre-Estelling, but playing the nurse. Uh, and like quite a lot of lines, actually, for us. Yeah, of, she's in it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but Anne looks completely different. You wouldn't really, I mean, you would know because we it's know. It's the voice, isn't it? But the voice still, gives it away, but she looks very different, doesn't she? I think generally this is a very loud, stressy episode. It is, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of shouting. Would want to watch it to relax, would you? No. No. Um, but should we should we move on to Ben and the birth and Rachel and the doctor and all that sort of stuff, shall we? Yeah, but first, uh, I'd, I'd like a, a sort of six or seven second musical interlude. Okay, how about this one? That do it for you? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um... Well, I mean, let's address the classic friend's social dynamic in the room then, shall we? So, Carol, the mother of the baby, the pregnant one, isn't even at the hospital yet. But at least the father, his sister, his sister's next-door neighbours, the father's high school crush, and his sister's old roommate are all there. And that is actually, come to think of it, kind of reference when Rachel's flirting with the yeah. doctor, because she introduces herself, and it's like six degrees of separation, basically, her reason for being there. Yeah, Carol's ex-husband's sister's roommate, yeah, yeah. exactly, and he then flips it around. And a genuinely impressive, I know he's an actor reading lines, but the character... Like, that's quite a thing to work backwards from. He's an odd character, isn't he? He's a a doctor who basically says, I'm not going to have sex with you because I see too many vaginas at work. Yeah, and so whilst that makes sense on one level, it also doesn't make sense on any level because (laughs) the context in which he's seeing the vaginas at work, I'd say, are hopefully very different to the context that he's seeing the vaginas in his private life. Absolutely. In his sort of, you know, downtime, as it were. Well, maybe literally. But um, what, what oh, I, I guess there's more of an argument. Like, it would have made more sense if he said, look, I just, weird, like, I've, I've literally seen them, pardon the graphic description, I've literally, like, seen them rip and it's horrible. Oh. I don't, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, if he'd have said, like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I've, yeah. I see too many awful stuff. But he sort of implies, I just see too many in general. Yeah. Just a bit over the old the old female genitalia. But then he's just like, yeah, I don't want to see your vagina. And then it kind of ends. Yeah, it's it's an odd interaction, I'd say that, isn't it? Yeah. The whole thing is odd. Um, and yeah, after that, she stops really flirting with him. And, and that's that doesn't continue, does it? Takes her earrings out and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Having gone home to change, classic Rachel. Um, it does, however, give us a, a probably one of the first insights. I mean, this is literally the first time we learn that her father was a doctor, isn't it? Yes, um, with it, which is part of a very sort of uh, reverse Oedipus kind of reference, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're delving into Rachel's psychology a bit here, shall we say? You know, and we're starting to learn where she gets those um, romantic preferences from. I guess, yeah, um, which. Let's face it, Pete, we don't have time to dissect on this podcast. No, Rachel's I, daddy I'm issues quite happy are, avoiding that, yeah. Yeah, not, not something for us to delve deeply. Maybe we'll do a Patreon special one day with, like, a psychologist. Uh, no, because then we we've just got delve. to talk about siblings fucking. Like, that's, that's, like, that's, that's basically the basis of it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, it would just right. be a lot of incest chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scrap. Not every idea is a good idea, Pete. Yeah. You can do that one on your own if you want. Do you know what? I'm not going to, but that's okay. fine. Thanks for the permission. Let's move on. 
the actor that plays Dr. Franz Blau, though, interesting name, isn't it? Uh, the actor that plays Dr. Franz Blau is a man called Jonathan Silverman. And here, Peter, we have another Bruce Willis problem. Right. Because Jonathan Silverman is one of the stars of the film Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, it gets referenced. Which we know is Rachel's favourite film. So if any character... <laughs> so she'd really be gutted that, her, that the cast member of her favourite film doesn't want to have sex with her. Exactly, right? So another diehard Bruce Willis friend's um, paradox. But she hasn't noticed him. Maybe he retrained as a doctor. Maybe he didn't. Maybe we just have to not take too many notice of these things, Pete, and not delve into the problems too much. Then we don't have a podcast. Let's continue to delve into the problems too much yeah. and analyse everything. Um, I'd like to talk to you next, though, Pete, about ice chips. Yes. Now, ice chips, I presume, because we don't call them ice chips, right? Have you heard the? We don't use the phrase ice chips here. Well, ice cubes, isn't it? No, but I think it's like the you know like that sort of shredded fine ice chip. Yeah. You know, like the the small, the tiny little crushed ice, ice. Crushed ice. There. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, my question shredded is: shredded ice. <laughs> never eat shredded ice. Um, my question is as follows. Carol says, am I allowed to drink anything? Which, A, initially I thought was like, Ross and Susan are arguing, can I have a pint? You know, I thought I thought that's what she was saying. But he says, you can only have ice chips. Now, I know we have doctors listening. Are you literally not allowed to drink water when you're having a yeah, baby? Yeah, what's the difference between consuming an ice chip and drinking water? Because presumably the purpose of ice chips is to keep you hydrated, right? Yes. And famously... What also keeps you hydrated? Water. Water. Yes, Water correct. Taste. Yeah. Mm. Now, it may have become apparent over the last three, four years that we're not exactly medical experts. Speak like, for yourself. Well, let's not let's not let's not do ourselves completely down. We've got no, no, we've got nothing. But yeah, why can you have ice chips? And he was very particular, wasn't he? He said ice chips only. He didn't say like you know water, ice chips, whatever. So like ice chips only. Mm. Is there a medical reason? Please do get in touch. Why? You can only have ice chips whilst giving birth. Someone will know. Someone, Peter, will know. Anyway, we get, meanwhile, in the in the waiting room, while we're sort of all waiting for this, and we'll tie these plots a bit together because they all sort of intertwine. Monica and Chandler, sort of a lot of more foreshadowing, isn't there? Of them? A bit of unintentional foreshadowing because the idea of them wasn't really in their heads at this point, was it? No, but we keep getting these little references that... Uh, yeah completely they've looked out in the end you know looking back they must be watching those first seasons back the writers going god we are brilliant even though we hadn't thought about getting them together yet we are genii um so yeah they they agree to get married when they're fourth well they don't actually chandler offers doesn't they and she's not not particularly keen but by the time she's 40 pete guess who she's been married to for seven years and got two kids with and twins and she's twins are the thing that she's sort of pining over in this episode aren't they yeah so there's a lot going on there um Geordie. Who? Geordie. Who's Geordie? Let's talk about Geordie, shall we? Who is Geordie? Well, nearly Geordie, a near miss. Ben was nearly called Geordie. Really? Yeah, did you not hear that whole conversation? Is that referenced in the episode? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Susan says, we're doing this, Carol's struggling, and Susan says, we're doing this for little Geordie, remember? Oh. And then Ross has this whole thing about, like, what? I thought we were calling it him. Oh, yes, I'm with you now. Jamie. I just then- zoned out because it was Ben. Yeah, <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It nearly wasn't Ben. It was nearly Geordie. To, to land on a name like Ben, which no offense to any Bens listening, very fine name, and you know we can say this as a Dave and a Pete. It's a fucking basic bitch name, Ben, isn't it? Yeah. Like as yeah. A, as is Dave and as like you know we're not 
we're not um sort of changing the world with the inventiveness of the names there. Geordie is not that, is it? No, no. Geordie means something quite specific in this country as well. Well, it does here, certainly, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm reticent to continue this conversation just in case we have any Geordies listening. There are no Geordies listening. What, the name or the people from Newcastle? Uh, the name. I'm yeah. sure there are people from Newcastle. We probably have some Geordies listening. But, um, yeah, Geordie the name. You don't think there's any Geordies listening? Nope. Okay, Pete, on your head be it. I don't think there are any people called Geordie listening, no. Fine, okay. Not a great name, is it? <laughs> no. If there are any Geordies listening, we're sorry. What I would say is Karen and Susan have just decided to call a child Geordie without consulting Ross. And in the spirit of defending Ross, when it is possible to defend him. He should have a say in that. Yeah, they've chosen, but it's not even that. They've chosen a name, haven't they? They chose the name Jamie, all of them. And then Carol and Susan were just like, nah, sod it. We're calling her Geordie. Carol looks very glamorous for a woman in labour. Yes, yes, she's 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 wearing it well, isn't she? Beautifully plaited hair. Yeah, I think she's got a face full of makeup on. Maybe you want to look good when you're delivering a Geordie. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, t- I just feel for, I feel for Ross in that moment because they have played a dick move there, haven't they? And just changed the name of the baby without consulting him. Hmm. Um, anyway, so they they start fighting, don't they? They start fighting over leg cramps of all things. Yeah, Phoebe gives them a good bollocking. Yeah, they get kicked out by Carol. Phoebe gives them a good bollocking. And that's a really nice... I mean, Phoebe basically has a little speech, doesn't she, to, to Ross and Susan, where she's like... That's a lovely bit where she talks about parents. Yeah, she's basically like, grow up, because this is a great situation you find But she does in. it in a... In, she doesn't say what she says to, like, make them feel bad. They no. just sort of clock her observation of it. Like, Phoebe's having a little bit of a moment on her own, isn't she? Yeah, it's such a nice way of, um, like, disarming the situation, isn't it? And, and, and de-escalating it, because she isn't, like you say, trying to be like, guys, grow the fuck up, stop fighting. She's just saying, oh, I wish I'd had this when I was a kid. And it's a really moving moment, actually, from Phoebe, because she's she feels genuinely thrilled for this baby, Geordie. Ugh. Uh, who's about to be born, who's got these three incredible parents that really care about him loads, and she never had any of that. And it's it's a really nice... It is a really nice moment, isn't it? That door that they're stuck behind looks like it's made of cardboard. Why can't Ross break it down? <laughs> Why can't any of them break it down? Well, he tries to, doesn't he, to be fair? He puts his foot in a bucket. Yeah, that's true. So I'd say a man that can barely take a step back without putting a foot in a bucket is not physically equipped to escape from a locked room, even if it's made of cardboard. I love the Phoebe air vent stuff, like her dangling legs and things. And then I also love, uh, and this is one of my favourite lines in it, because yeah. it did an actual loll at it. After the baby's born, <laughs> when oh, she yeah. congratulates them from the air vent, when you don't yeah. know she's there, you just yeah. hear her voice. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, Im- implying that she's just been crawling around the air vents <laughs> ever since. Even and though that, the- that bloke that finds her with her legs dangling down hasn't helped her he's just Correct. got pushed her up yeah well exactly that's what i mean surely the janitor's there to help her get down now also do you know what phenomenal upper body strength from phoebe she's oh, dangling yeah. she's yeah. dangling just holding onto that vent for minutes you yeah. know like that is genuinely impressive and not seemingly struggling with it either um but yeah she just went for, i mean that is very in keeping with phoebe isn't it that she would just go do you know what i'm up here now i'm gonna explore the vents um Chandler jokes that Carol's pulled off his nipple when she's uh, in labour. Which nipple, Pete? 
but that's okay, isn't it? Because he's got two more. He's got spares. Yeah, he's got spare nipples, mate. Absolutely, he's got nipples. Nipples for days. Yeah, <laughs> nipples for days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they get back, don't they? And Carol gives birth. This episode is actually full of nice, touching moments. There's Joey and and I forgot her name. What's her name? The pregnant woman. Does she have a name? Pregnant lady. Okay, fine. Go for it like that. Someone will correct us. Uh, there's a nice touching moment with them. There's a nice touching moment with Phoebe in the closet. And then actually we get the sort of glimpse of Ross and Susan putting their differences aside when they're naming Ben. You know, we went, we just cooked it up. That's what we were doing while we were away. It's nice the way it all resolves, isn't it? And the three of them can be, albeit briefly, happy and content and sort of a, a nice group of parents. What a nice poignant moment to, to wrap things up on, Dave. Well, should we take a break there? Because there's much more to say, Peter. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. We've got all the bits. We've got the quiz. We've got the oh, yes, uh, favourite lines. Yeah. Um, ugh, what isn't there? We've got to tell people about next week's episode. Peter, there's so much more to discuss. Okay, fine, fine. Jeez. Oh, no, I wasn't wrapping up the episode. Oh, right. <laughs> I wasn't saying bye. I was just like, anyway, yeah, play the thing. Oh, what they wrap up on. Yes. I see. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Right, I've already mentioned uh, one of my favourite lines with Phoebe. Yeah. But Phoebe also provides another one, which yep. is, things might get musical, which is the reason she's brought the guitar. Yes. <laughs> uh, the delivery of my favourite line by Phoebe is, um, and has always made me laugh from the start, is when she first gets into the vent and Susan says, what can you see? And the way she delivers, well, Susan, I see what appears to be a dark vent. Just always tickles me. It's very Chandlery, her delivery. Yes, that. exactly. The yeah, joke is very Chandlery. Yeah, and it's very funny and I just love the way uh, she delivers that. Um... I also like... Actually, I got two Susan lines. There's a lot of things Carol never did before I came along. Great line, that, isn't it? 
There's a lot of things Carl never did before I came. There's on. like a oh from the audience yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. like a like a diss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a rap battle, and they're like, yeah. "Yes, she's landing that one." Um, and then my favourite interaction, I think, of the whole episode is Susan saying, "You know, there's Father's Day, there's Mother's Day, there's no Lesbian <laughs> yeah. Lovers Day," and Ross saying, "Every day is Lesbian Lovers Day." Yeah, me too. Any more for any more on the lines? No, you've, 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 we've, we've agreed. Have we? Oh, that's yeah. nice. That is nice. Um, would you therefore like to do a quiz? Do you know what, Pete? I would like to do a quiz. Quizzed Amy is back in, in the game, isn't she? Back in the game. Would you uh, like to hear the message that accompanies the quiz? Because I feel like that's as fun as the quiz these days. Go for it. Amy says, I swear I had a psychic premonition that this would be this week's episode. Um, Didn't we tell her? Well, that's what I was going to say. Didn't we just say it? But maybe, maybe she means before we told her. And then she says, if I use up all my psychic powers on this, I will be very sad though. Here's the quiz. Um, yeah, you don't want to spunk your chips too early on. a Spunk your chips? Oh, we have used that phrase before, haven't we? I say. I think you me. said, wasn't it spaff last time? Anyway, oh, that's, that's, let's not go down that road. Let's not go down Question that road. one. <laughs> what does Rachel say the taxi fees for labour are? Uh, $2 for the first contraction, then 50 cents for every contraction after that or something like that. Almost word for word, yeah, well done. Is it? Yeah. Happy days, wait, 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 wait. There it is. Uh, question two, a child's drawing is shown on the wall of Carol's hospital room. What name's written on it? No idea. No idea, do you? Uh, guess, a, guess a name. Geordie. Uh, uh, it's Anna. Uh, you're going to get this one because I think you mentioned it. Question three, what's the doctor's name? Dr. Franz Blau. It's correct. Feels very uh, Austin Powers, that name, for some reason. It does, yeah. Uh, question four. What are the three names Ross lists as being a fiasco? Uh, I have no idea. Cody and Dylan are two of them. I don't know what the third one is. I can't remember. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, Cody, Dylan. Yeah, oh, okay. And finally, uh, what is the name of the janitor they meet? Oh. This is purely on his name tag, apparently. Oh, no. No idea. I've got no idea. Gavin! No! Mm. Actually. Yeah. Shout out to Gavin. Um, Hey, want to know what next week's episode is? Yes, please. Uh, Thanks for the quiz, Amy, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, We are staying in season one, Dave. Are we? We're going right back to season one, episode five. The one with the East German laundry detergent. Oh, lovely. One with the East German laundry detergent. One of the... Have we not done that one? That's astonishing we haven't done that. That is an absolute stone-cold classic. And have we been provided a... No, we haven't, Amy. Please provide a quiz. Uh, speaking of quizzes, a week today, if you're listening to this on the normal podcast pipes, is our live quiz uh, at the Old Queen's Head in London's London. Uh, well, London's Angel, really, I guess. So, yeah, let us know if you're coming. Say hello. Do a quiz. You know the drill by now. All the best. Goodbye. Bye now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. 
You will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.